Welcome back. It's Door Guys Episode 2. I'm Scott. I'm Davis. <laughs> you got to keep on your toes there, Scott. Yeah, that's, a little, that's classic Davis horseplay, yeah. dude. <laughs> Threw me off guard for a minute. I'm like, all right, I'll be Davis for the day. I'm a known horser, dude. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, how's it going? Anything crazy happened this week? Uh, no, just a lot of the same. Quarantine, work, uh, playing a lot of video games. But I did, okay, so one cool thing I did do is I did get the podcast on Spotify, TuneIn, uh, Stitcher, Apple, uh, Google. So the podcast is available now anywhere that you All like the to consume your podcasting. All the platforms. That's good. Uh, you said you were getting bombarded by Credit Karma. Did, was that cool or no? <laughs> These guys are idiots. <laughs> it's like, congratulations for paying your bills on time. <laughs> Uh, I had kind of an interesting week because my life is pretty boring during quarantine is uh, I was included in some weird group text for like a corporation or something, maybe a bank. Nice. Where they invited me to their Zoom meeting and they were uh, they're trying to uh, convince the, the board, I assume the uh, board of the business. <laughs> oh, nice. Like the CEOs and shit of something and i just typed back okay in the first one just not even thinking about it and like two days later i got another group text that was like congrats uh we're on our way to swaying the board to whatever decision it was this long a bunch of shit that i don't understand because i i don't work there yeah (laughs) and uh (laughs) and everyone's like and so all day and it was kind of getting annoying but i i wasn't willing to tap out just yet because i was invited to the next zoom meeting which i might attend because for sure we got the momentum going because all day I was getting texts about uh, high fives, saying congrats, and we're doing this, and I'm waiting for the credentials to the uh, next Zoom meeting, and I might join it. <laughs> oh, definitely. You have to join, and you have to wear like the craziest <laughs> shit you can possibly wear and just be quiet for a while and see if anybody notices, like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> that would be awesome. I'm thinking about doing it. I, I don't know because I don't know what kind of business is, so I might go in. I think you can like block out your screen, so I might go in and check out the – survey the land first before i go in there dude because i don't know what i'm getting into you have to have a good (laughs) zoom username too so they see when you join you know lord davis peacock joined (laughs) (laughs) well i mean we're gonna we're gonna keep moving forward we're excited we got the board they're on board the momentum's going we're gonna convince them of whatever we're trying to convince them of so i'll keep you guys up to date on that (laughs) perfect perfect uh, today's show, we're going to talk about um, comedy specials on Netflix. Uh, we'll do, uh, we'll try to do all the streaming services at some point, but uh, we're going to start with Netflix. And uh, everyone's been at home, and we've been watching comedy specials. I'm sure you have too, but these are going to be like our go-to. Yeah, it's not an all-inclusive list, and we we originally discussed doing them in order, like your top ten. But it's too hard to do that. There's so many on Netflix. There's so many good ones. And so many people have multiple specials on Netflix that are amazing that it's really hard to do a list of one to ten. So some of them are just going to be, you know, an art or a performer that's got multiples. But I liked all of them. Uh, so yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be a pretty good list. You guys will have a lot of stuff to watch. Uh, before we get into that, though, I would like to. I've been pointed out something that I um, misquoted. A correction from the first episode is I said that uh, comedian Greg Morton, uh, on my first night of working at the uh, Funny Bone, had huge nipples, and that is I've been told that's false. He has very small nipples, which I'm confused. I thought they were huge. Yeah, you know, and I thought they were huge as well. But 
I think I kind of figured it out. I think that we're confusing his nipples with Eric Andre's nipples. Because in our sound booth, we have a giant poster (laughs) of Eric Andre that he signed. Where it's got his nipples cut out on the shirt and they're pierced, they're pierced and it's from yeah, a skit disgusting. on the Eric Andre show, and he signed it for us and we threw it up in the sound booth. Uh, but yeah, it's the same kind of shirt with the nipples cut out, uh, except Eric Andre's are really big and in your face the whole time you're in the sound booth. Oh, and it's right over our face too. Oh it's yeah, like it's, right, it's right next face. to the window that we light people at. That so. makes sense because they both Greg's uh, last. Uh, his um, closer or whatever, he has his nipples cut out on his shirt just like Eric Andre's oh, yeah. shirt, so that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we were wrong. We apologize. The mystery of the giant nipples has been solved. Uh, we will move forward from this, and <laughs> we apologize. No nipple shaming. <laughs> uh, so, like, do you remember the first um, comedy special you saw on on what and what network or who it was or anything like that? The first... Like stand-up comedy that I really started watching uh, was on Comedy Central back in the day when they actually did comedy shows a lot, um, uh, Premium Blend or whatever it was called. Yeah, I think that's exactly and, what it's uh, called. You know, they were all short special. They weren't specials. They were all short. You know, uh, maybe fifteen twenty minutes uh, of comedy. But yeah. the first full comedy show that I remember watching. Now that I think about it. Uh, would probably be the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. That's probably the one That's that a I good one. really remember sticking out in my mind because I remember uh, Larry the Cable Guy was just starting to really get big and he was becoming a household name. Everybody knew Jeff Foxworthy. Yeah, he's and been around for Ron White forever. had been around forever, but I don't think a lot of people really knew of him right. as much. Um, and I remember just thinking they were the best thing in the world in high school. Right, right, right. Uh, I, you know, I don't think I was ever, I'm a little bit older than you and I don't, I wasn't too into the blue collar comedy tour, but it's, it was a great, I mean, it was huge. That shit is huge, man. They basically made their names off that tour, you know, like yeah. Ron White, like you said, I don't think he was like super, like he has like f- private jet shit. I'm sure now Oh yeah. he wasn't that famous before, you know, uh, the blue collar comedy tour. So that's, that's pretty awesome. It was a big deal. Not, not what I was into, but pretty awesome. No, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So how about you? What was the first one you watched? Um, I was into, uh, if I think back, it would have been the Deaf Comedy Jam. And back then, uh, we didn't have HBO. I saw it at a friend's for sure. You know, you'd have friends when you were little uh, back in like the 80s where, you know, you, uh, and maybe not everyone did this. Maybe I'm an asshole. But you'd stay at their <laughs> house because they had HBO. Oh, yeah. And their sure. parents didn't give a fuck, you know, or like my parents, we wouldn't have that. And uh so I went, I was taught by an older neighbor kid to go in, uh, into the green box in your backyard. If you live in the Midwest, you're very familiar with these <laughs> the cable boxes were like uh, all kinds of the cables they run under the ground for uh, your cable TV um, are in this green box. Like the, it's the hub for like all the, the neighbors and everything like that. Those are like yeah. four or five houses to that green box. And so broke into the green box, and there's filters on there. There's three of them for, at at that time, HBO, Showtime, Cinemax. And basically, it's like the coax that you put in the back of your TV, and you just take these filters out, and then you screw it together, and then you have those, voila, you have those channels. (laughs) Now we got HBO. And I think I even did it for, because I broke in there, for everyone in that thing. So, like, all my neighbors got that shit. Like, I just did them all. Oh, nice. And and then I had Def Comedy Jam. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody complained, I'm sure. And uh, I remember one in particular, and I'm sure it's been talked about before, because it was... 
it was epic and i'm i'll find the clip because it's got to be on youtube and it was bernie mac and the whole show before him and the crowd there is always rowdy if you haven't seen deaf comedy jam they're rowdy oh, yeah. and i feel like they were like heckling the other comics a little bit like no one was really having good sets and bernie comes out and he fucking tells a joke and then he tells uh the dj who was uh kid capri was like the house dj and he would he would like drop a beat or whatever and then he'd stop and every time bernie mack would be like you just don't understand i ain't scared of you motherfuckers and then he'd drop another joke and they'd go crazy dude and he did that like five or six times and then for his um closer he went in and i mean he didn't have to do that anymore for his last few jokes because he won them back on his side by doing that shit and he was like talking shit dude it was crazy that guy was so funny and so loud and i loved it fucking awesome oh yeah and like even martin lawrence i remember coming out after he was done was like laughing like couldn't believe that he he did that shit dude it was it was super crazy it was crazy that's awesome i hadn't seen anything like that before but anyway that's probably the first time or the first comedy specials that i was watching uh you know because Chappelle was on there eddie griffin was on there fucking uh i don't know all martin lawrence obviously he was the host of dude so many dudes that are they're so funny were on that mike epps was on that shit you know Man. like all kinds <laughs> of funny motherfuckers and it then that was real short sets like five minutes maybe five to eight minute sets between because there's so many there's so many people show. to get yeah. through yeah, but that's kind of how I got into into uh, shows or my first one. Awesome. All right, well, let's talk about some of these specials. Let's do it. Um, so I'll start first, uh, and I know we're going to probably have some that are the same, and uh, uh, great minds think alike in that aspect. That's, but right, that's correct. <laughs> I'm going to start off <laughs> with uh, uh, my number one, and this is probably my number one favorite special of all time, is Eddie Murphy Delirious, because it – you can't go wrong with it. It stands the test of time. It is one of the funniest specials ever recorded, in my opinion. And you can't do that comedy anymore. Like, no, not. I mean, you can't. You can't wear that red leather outfit anymore for <laughs> no. sure. No, you're getting you're getting some looks if you wear that bad boy. I also had that on my list because uh, it's a classic. That's one of. I think I mentioned that on the last one, as I probably lied again. Like the nipples is. Uh, <laughs> I said that was my only introduction into comedy as I remember Eddie Murphy, but I really do remember Delirious. That's why that was my first thought until I thought about it more is because his outfit right there. And I think he did that on another special too where he had like a purple fucking like leather shit like that. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised dude, at he all. He was loving the leather. Eddie was oh, yeah. loving the leather in the it's, 80s. Dude. Yeah, the 80s, man, those those late 80s, leather was all the fucking rage. That's everybody wore leather. <laughs> it's that cocaine, dude. It makes the leather feel good. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like the first 30 seconds to five minutes of that special, you couldn't do that now. You'd be canceled immediately. Oh, I absolutely. Mean, they'd, they'd be after He's you. He's dropping with... F-bombs and not fuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bundles of sticks, if you get what I'm saying. <laughs> um, so number two on my list, uh, another really funny guy, John Mulaney. Uh, and his special specifically, Kid Gorgeous, is probably my favorite that he has on Netflix. Uh, dude's just hilarious. He looks like a car insurance uh salesman he looks like a yeah car he looks salesman. like a nerd dude <laughs> he looks like a nerd and he he always is dressed to impress on all of his, his specials he's always tuxedoed up and just looking sharp and uh yeah he's clean comedian too which is always in, in, 
impressive to me because if you listen to our podcast, I say, f- you know, fucking this, fucking that all the time. I'm very aware of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but th- I mean, that's how I talk or whatever. I'm, I'm trying to do better. But he, you know, he doesn't use any curse words or anything for the most part. He's super smart, super funny. He was a writer on SNL uh, back in the day for sure when he was uh, way younger, I believe. I don't know. Maybe he still is, but I know he was a writer on SNL for sure. Yeah, and he's doing a voice on uh, what was it Big Mouth on that Netflix series? Yeah, for sure, Big uh, Mouth. He, he, dude, he's he's into everything. He uh, he was a Spider Pig in Spider Verse. He yep, voiced that. Yep. Um, he also uh, trying to think what. Oh, the thing that I read about him was uh, when he auditioned for Saturday Night Live. He auditioned with Nick Kroll. Uh, T.J. Miller and um, one other dude. Oh, uh, Danny Glover, Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Yeah, Childish Gambino. Childish Gambino. And I guess Mulaney was the only dude. Like when you go into Saturday Night Live, apparently to audition, like you bring impressions with you because if you watch Saturday Night Live, they do a lot of impressions. Obviously, yeah. It's in in, like majority of sketch comedy is impressions or characters right absolutely well you know and they do a lot of like parody on the president and stuff like that so if you go in there and you're like do a great obama or something like you're fucking in you know what i'm saying or you do a great trump like uh alec baldwin you're fucking in and uh he didn't do any impressions uh mulaney he he just did all jokes uh like almost like a stand-up to him and uh he got he got it over those guys because obviously he didn't see i mean maybe some of those guys were writers too but i haven't heard of it yeah i know i don't think tj was ever on there i don't think so but uh yeah fucking super funny uh number three on my list is jimmy carr uh funny business Uh, i love jimmy carr i love british humor i love british comedians uh he's got such a dark sense of humor and the, the way he interacts with like hecklers and just destroys me. I mean, he's really quick on the trigger, and he'll leave you thinking for a minute, and then he pulls it. And man, it's, it's dude, a he's thing awesome. He's crazy, dude. He's I fucking like nuts. Uh, number four on my what list. What was the name of Jimmy Carr's? Uh, do you know the name of his? Uh, so funny business. Funny business. Funny business. You guys should definitely check that one out. Um, number four has uh, a lot of. I think he's got three on Netflix, uh, but it's Bill Hicks. And he, it's older comedy. It's from the 80s and 90s. Uh, he's one of those guys that's just – he can tell you a joke that's just basic, simple, and make you laugh. Uh, and he kind of, at the time, pressed some of the buttons of what was going on. Uh, one of his specials has stuff in there from uh, the original Gulf War and making fun of uh, the original – or the first President Bush. Uh, so stuff like that. It's kind of funny to kind of – watch and see you know that little time capsule almost you know you forget the things that were going on and then you watch it and you're like oh shit that was pretty serious <laughs> you know and they're making light of it at the time right and he he was how just his unique like pace of jokes and he was brilliant writer at him and the other thing about him is i feel like he's the like if you're like trying to tell people that you're cool like at listening oh, to yeah. comedy you're like oh i love bill hicks yeah, or i know bill hicks is but I've also heard, and uh, that really had no point, but I've also heard that um, Dennis Leary, who's uh, one of the dudes that I used to listen my dad liked him, so I used to listen to him when I was going to college. I heard that he took a lot of his jokes from Bill Hicks, like that he's a joke thief, dude. I heard that too from someone. Which is crazy to me, because I always thought he was funny, but also super disappointing to me. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, that's uh, one of the things I was going to bring up is I heard that, you know, other oh, no people shit. have stolen a lot of his <laughs> jokes. So, yeah, that, that's perfect. I like to take your fire sometimes. Oh, that's... Uh, Sorry to uh, interrupt you, but I just got this text in. Hello, team. There will be no Zoom meeting today due to some reorganization and branding adjustments. <laughs> I'm assuming the next one will be Thursday night again. However, no need to wait until then. If you have prospects, I can help. M- oh, ooh, prospects. Maybe this is some kind of pyramid thing. Uh, anyway, uh, Thursday, I might be on a Zoom meeting, guys. <laughs> Hell yeah. You'll have to keep us updated next week. <laughs> I can't. I don't know what's going on. I signed up for something, obviously. Oh, man. They're going to get your info, and you are going to be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I work at TD Ameritrade now, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Selling stocks. <laughs> Back so, to your list. <laughs> all right. Uh, number five on my list is Anthony Jeselnik, Fire in the Maternity Ward. Oh, yeah. Dude, yes. That's, I'm on board. That's so – he's so funny. Uh, just the way he – methodically paces across the stage dude, and yes. sets everything up and yes yeah dude, he's he's one that over the years i've i didn't really originally like him when he first started getting big i was kind of like meh but uh he's definitely won me over i feel like he's a popular one like tosh him um who's the other guy i'm thinking of there's another guy that people think th- that they just are like this guy's a fucking dickhead yeah, and he and Jesselneck is one of them, and it's because of how his comedy is, you know. And he's he's real methodical and smug. I feel yeah. like when he tells his jokes, he's super smug about it. But he's hilarious, dude. I love it because I do love darker humor. And that's yeah, I him. love dark humor. And he has two specials on there. So if you like that one, go and find his other one. I forget the name of it, uh, but if you like this one, go and find his other one also because it's he's hilarious. Perfect. Um, number six on my list is Dave Chappelle. Uh, you, you can't pick a special from Dave Chappelle and say it's your favorite because you'd be lying to yourself because they're all amazing. This guy has been at his craft for so many years. He's so smart, excellent writer. Uh, I put sticks and stones because it's one of his more recent ones and I really enjoyed it. You know, seeing him come back after he, uh, you know, after he was gone out of the spotlight for so long, he finally came back in and released all those Netflix specials. But, uh, right. yeah, I mean, you can't you can't do anything in comedy without it somehow relating to, to Dave Chappelle. I mean, it's or you can't watch anything in comedy or I don't know. It's just he's everywhere. Yeah, he's been around for so I mean, what did he start when he was like 17 or something like that? And he's been around forever. And he's literally like uh, this generation or whatever of comics. He's the, one of the king. I mean, he's oh, yeah. the best, dude, uh, from his writing. His TV show is one of the best the funniest shows I've ever seen in my fucking life. There's a hands down the skits in there are ridiculous. Um, and obviously everybody knows that, but he, you know, writing, putting on, I mean, he's put out how many specials on Netflix now in the past couple of years. I mean, there's gotta be five maybe. Yeah. There's a bunch. And then now during the quarantine, you know, or during the pandemic, he's been in his small town in Ohio. He's been putting on shows, uh, those outdoor shows. Yeah. He has like a summer camp or whatever, and he's been having comedians come in. There's musicians there and, uh, they, he spreads them out and they're like out on a farm outside and they fucking do shows and he's got a powerful message. And that's another awesome thing about him. Yeah. He's very, very aware of, of political climate and social climate. And he addresses it always in his comedy or in his skits. Uh, even going back to the Chappelle show, just uh, he had the finger, he had his finger on the pulse of America always, and he knew what was going on and it always reflected in, in what they did. And even, even in his 
Mark Twain Award, you know, speech. That that in itself could be a special. Just watching how everybody lamented over how awesome he was, the career he's had, where he's taken himself, uh, you know, from his humble beginnings to where he's at now. And uh, yeah, he also proved to everybody that Wayne Brady wasn't a bitch. So <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was uh, that was one of my favorite episodes of the show. <laughs> that one is great. Uh, I feel like comedy as a whole. Kind of you like that's the thing of comedy is it has its pulse on because you know it's observation for the most part yeah you know of and experiences and it, it usually does have a pulse but he does it better than anybody you definitely know, for sure definitely um, so moving on number seven on my list is Bill Burr and uh, I've got Paper Tiger written down because that's my favorite of his specials that's the one he shot over in England and uh, you know a lot of times comedy can cross the sea it can be funny in america and it can be funny over in europe but not all comedians have success in other countries you know some are are more known in the u.s some are more known internationally uh and he's one that just kind of transcends that he can go anywhere and people think he's funny and he rants and i love the way he just goes off on rants um and he's always been one of my favorites he, it was hard for me to pick uh a special of his because i like all of them but of all of his i think paper tiger is my favorite He's also on my list, uh, but I had I'm Sorry You Feel That Way is the one. I think that's the black and white one. Yeah. Uh, that one's my favorite one. Uh, I think Paper Tiger's the newest one. They're, and like you said, they're all good. Yeah. Everyone know. I mean, first episode, I said I said I liked him maybe like 10 times. So everyone oh, knows. Oh, everybody that knows. I, he was going to be on my list. Dude. Oh, yeah. Like, everybody he's on my knows. List too. He's hilarious. If you haven't seen Bilber's uh, – specials on netflix or and i think that's all they're on he only has netflix ones i'm pretty sure but anyway so. if you haven't seen them i don't know what you're doing with your life uh you should probably watch them because yeah. they're pretty awesome you should watch them definitely uh next on my list is kind of a weird one but it's rodney carrington and it's uh <laughs> yeah, he, the country singer the country dude yeah <laughs> i love him uh he gets up on stage and he he does really funny jokes but then he kicks into the guitar and sings songs. Oh, really? I, I've seen his on there, but I haven't uh, checked it out at all. I didn't know that it was the same guy. My ex-wife used to listen to his country. Oh, albums. yeah. He uh, he does a lot of like country, uh, country-inspired country joke songs. You know, he's a performer in that sense. Oh, so uh, he's got like, par- like kind of parody, parody songs. songs. Yeah, and his, his special on Netflix is called uh, Here Comes the Truth is the one that I, I really like, and it's He'd gone through a divorce. He gained a whole bunch of weight. Like he's, he's like, I'm doing this because I, I know need that money. Game. He's very honest. He says, I'm doing this because I need money. You know, and I, I think he was telling the truth, <laughs> but it's still really funny. And he's, uh, I, sometimes you want that little more than just uh, a comedy show. You want, you know, a little bit of entertainment with it and singing songs. Sometimes is just what you need, especially if you can play the guitar, just coming out and messing around. And yeah, it was, it, it's really funny. Uh, number nine for me is Tom Segura. Uh, I couldn't pick one of his specials that I like more than the other. His most recent is Ball Hog, and that one's really funny. Uh, but I love all of his specials. I, I, that guy has blown up so much over the the few years, the last few years, and uh, has gotten so big. I, he's one of my favorites. He's always one of my favorites. Same. He's on my list. I had Ball Hog on there too, just because it's the latest and pretty much everything you said and um a lot of you know some of the other door guys we have on here they also love tom segura Segura. he's the fucking bet his show with his wife is awesome his stand-up is awesome oh yeah if you don't know about him you should you've probably been living (laughs) under a rock (laughs) (laughs) but yeah his special that 
I like the one, uh, I don't know what it's called, before Ball Hog, when he pisses off the whole state of Louisiana, dude, because he oh, talks yeah. shit about them. He said there <laughs> should be a wall around them. Yeah, and then in Ball Hog, he says, uh, no, it shouldn't be uh, Alabama. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way to piss off two states. <laughs> um, and then number 10 for me is my wild card, and that's Greg Davies. Uh, he's not well known in the States. He's a UK comedian. Uh, but he does have a special on Netflix called You Magnificent Beast. Uh, and it is some really funny kind of, uh, you know, he's got a bit in there about, you know, manscaping at an older age and being a teacher and retiring from that. So uh, definitely one that is a little different, but really funny. So something you guys should check out as well. I have I have not heard of him. I'm going to check that out oh, because yeah, I have not heard funny. of him. He's, he's a big dude. Like How did a, you find out about him? You just saw it on there and just going through and watching. Really? Yeah, I, I watched. I'm sure it was. I watched a special, and it popped up saying, "If you like this, then watch this." You know, the oh, Netflix sure, sure. spiel trying to suck you in to waste your day, uh, and it worked. Oh, they I get me it. every time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fucking get me every time, you bastards. You know, it's probably. I I, I want to say it probably happened after I watched like a Jimmy Carr special because it's gonna you know relate the oh, UK sure. comedians together and be like, "Oh, you like that? Watch this." And I did and it was it's hilarious. It's definitely worth the watch. Um and then uh we also talked about uh a special that we weren't really a fan of, you know, right. putting that on there. And Rob Schneider just released a new special and uh I wasn't a huge fan. It's not that it was bad, it's just not my brand of comedy. It felt just kind of the setting was weird. The lighting felt weird to me. It just, it didn't seem like a comedy special. It was just, it's like I could have seen it at a club. You know, it just, it wasn't my thing. Yeah, I haven't, I did not watch his because of your review of it. And uh, I have seen him uh, up at the club. He came in uh, when I've been working there and he was, he was funny, but it was kind of the thing like, um, you know, i seen him i've seen him in all kinds of movies and stuff so i don't really i don't much remember like the content of it or anything i just remember he was funny and had fun and i'm sure 100 percent sure someone in the crowd each show it's probably like you can do it to yeah, him, you know which is fucking crazy that's <laughs> the thing is like i see him as his character it's partly my fault because i see him as the characters that he plays in movies right you know he plays those goofy characters he's always got goofy lines in them but then seeing him up on stage doing stand-up, it just it felt like it was off. It didn't feel like that's where he belonged. So, yeah. I'll uh I'll go ahead and take it from here, and I'll start with my worst ones because it was kind of hard. <clears throat> Excuse me, because there's a lot. You know, it's hard for me to say that there's a worst, there's a terrible show, yeah, or a terrible special out there. Because, uh, you know, I, I respect the fact that they're up there. They obviously are good enough to have a special. They fill the the arena or the theater that they're in for the special. So who am I to fucking say that? Yeah. With that being said, I didn't – I have two. One, along the U.K. thing, she's not a real U.K. She, I think she moved from Canada to the U.K., but she has a couple specials on Netflix. Uh, Catherine Ryan. It was – they're okay. I, yeah. I didn't really enjoy them that much um, for no particular reason. I just – I didn't think they were funny. And then Theo Vaughn's was kind of disappointing because I think Theo's super funny. And, like, I like uh, the quirky – the crazy, I guess, things that he fucking says, like on his podcast or in interviews that just, like, come off the top of his head. Uh, his jokes, his stand-up was not that funny to me. Yeah. And I know what you're saying. 
And I mean, I still laugh. I, for sure, I laughed at both of those specials or the specials that I watched of those two people. They're just they weren't as um, high on my list as these other ten. I would I would not go to those two before I would go to these. Yeah, <laughs> that's that basically makes sense. what I'm saying. Yeah, in a roundabout way. <laughs> uh, I'll go with uh, the one that I put on the top of my list, but obviously these are in no particular order. Was uh, Taylor Tomlinson. Oh, she's so funny. And I think she's maybe the only girl on this list besides Catherine Ryan being the worst. <laughs> she's definitely <laughs> the only girl on the list. <laughs> and she, I just like her. Uh, I saw her. She came to the Funny Bone um, probably like a year or two ago when she was still up and coming. I think she was on America's Got Talent or Last Comic Standing or something like that. Yeah. She was on one of those TV shows. Uh, she was a few years younger. I think she's 26 now. But she's an absolute monster, man. She's funny. She she fucking is super, super smart. smart. She doesn't fall in that lane that a lot of female comedians fall into, or like you know, I'm I'm a slut, or like I talk about dicks the whole time, or my vagina, or whatever the fuck. She just does good. Yeah, they're just good comedy. jokes, you yeah. know. And uh, I don't know. I respect the shit out of her, and she fucking clean. She's pretty clean too. I don't think she drops too many fucking cuss words at no. all. No. At all. She's no fucking Davis Peacock, that's for no. sure. <laughs> and what's the name of her special? Uh, Quarter Life Crisis Quarter Life Crisis. Is, is the name of her special. Um, my next one, let's see. You had Segura and Jessel next, so I had those. Norm MacDonald. It's Hitler's Dog, uh, Gossip, and Treachery or something like that. Uh, maybe yeah. that's not it. Something like that. Maybe it is Treachery. It's, uh, it's something like that. I know the Hitler's Dog is in the beginning because yes. it makes me laugh all the time. And that one's just like, uh, if you like Saturday Night Live, uh, if you ever have liked anything Norm MacDonald, you got to watch it. If you have, He has a show on Netflix also that's like a talk show type thing. That's awesome, too. But this stand-up special is just classic Norm MacDonald just going off, being hilarious. He's so funny. I love him. Uh, I love his cadence, you know, how he, he's his dry sense of Dude, he's fucking bomb. Dude, awesome. Check out Norm MacDonald. Another, my next one um, would be, there's a show called The Stand-Ups, which has, I think there's two seasons of it, and they're each about 30-minute long sets. It has, like, Kyle Kanan on it, I believe. Um, I forget the other ones, but the main one that I would like people to check out, or people should check out, is Joe List. Oh, yeah. He's a favorite of the Omaha Funny Bone here and has been for a while. He's an up-and-coming dude who's going to be huge. He's smart. His jokes are smart. He's funny. Super funny. So funny. And uh, that's one you should definitely fucking check. He was at the Funny Bone not too long ago before the shutdown. Yeah. And uh, was killing it up there. Um, next, I'm going to go. <clears throat> Jesus. Uh, Aziz Ansari's one called Right Now. I think he's another guy. It has like two or three on there, but his most recent one is just, I love the way that it's shot. It starts out where like he's walking f in New York to the venue and he comes in like a back door and the back door that he comes in when they open it, the crowd's like right there. So he just like walks from the back door and he's wearing oh, like wow. a Metallica shirt and like a fucking jeans and goes and sits down. And so the camera guy that's following him down the street is like, real cl a close-up shot of him and he follows him in there and then he s proceeds to stand there and film that close-up shot the entire show and right away he explains to the crowd like this guy's with me he's going to be there the whole time and th the cool thing is when they film it 
like the normal um what you're used to when you see a comedy special from the back or whatever and you see him at the front or from behind him you never see this guy standing there but he's there filming him because they'll go between shots from the normal shots you usually see in a comedy special yeah to the one right in front of him. it's real interesting it's it's just an art, artsy way to do it, I guess. It was pretty cool. I liked it. And then he addresses, you know, he had allegations in the Me Too thing. I don't remember quite what they were. I didn't follow that shit yeah. uh, on, on him. Uh, but he addresses that, so it's kind of awkward because he does that before jokes. But uh, then he just has, you know, he's a, he's another smart comedian, a guy that I enjoyed from, like, a TV show, Parks and Rex. I liked him oh, on yeah. there. He's, he's a super funny guy, and, you know, that, that cancel culture hits people hard. I mean, so hard. Louis C.K., he was just at, at our club uh, in January, and he was one that took it and kind of incorporated what happened to him into his routine uh, to kind of make it funny and just, you know, kind of laugh at, you know, what happened with him. And his was a little – I think his might have been a little less serious than the allegations against disease, but anyone that can come back from that and even just address it and then continue to move on uh, – you know, it, Aziz has always been a funny guy, but now he is uh, probably the second funniest Indian. <laughs> <laughs> to Russell Peters. To Russell Peters. <laughs> <laughs> the world's most famous comedian. Yeah. <laughs> who is also supposed to come to the funny bone, but the quarantine canceled that. Thank you, COVID. COVID-19. The best gift of all. <laughs> it just keeps on giving. Uh, next on my list would be, uh, it's. I think he has a bunch on there also, maybe like four. Uh, but this is the newest one. It's called Bad Decisions, I believe, and it's Felipe Esparza. And he is—he's a guy. If you, I would recommend this one if you're looking for something different, because he's kind of a quirky guy. It's not going to be everyone's thing, but he—I feel like he's so funny too. Like he could stand there and not really tell a joke, uh, or open his mouth and still make people laugh. Like he's just like very expressionate. Yes. He's so, he's awesome. And like I said, it's just something different to check out. Maybe if you're, you know, you're usually like the mainstream, uh, specials or the mainstream comedians that you usually hear about, you know, that, yeah. that are the big podcasts and things like that. He's one that you should check out. And then I believe, I think that might be all, Oh, Eric Andre's the other one. <laughs> I put him because when we originally were making these lists, like Scott said, we were going to rank them from uh, first to tenth, you know, from uh, th this is the one I like the best. But that's really hard to do because there's so many on there. Oh, it's, I it's mean, unbelievable. And, and we're not even touching like half of the ones. There's so many big time like Rogan's on there. There's a bunch of his Kevin Hart's on there. Joe Coy, Fluffy, Burt Kreischer, Kreischer. Gaffigan like there's yep. so many so when we did the it came down to when we were talking about doing these lists that like it's just ones that you want to suggest to people and they're in no really particular order because it's hard it's so hard to rank shit like that especially when there's all these monsters on there that have multiple specials yeah just guys that kill it anywhere they go and have specials on there for days but it's you know it, right. it's we decided to go with what we like and uh you know, oddly enough, they're pretty much the same things. You get real jaded in comedy, especially working at a club. You get to, you get to find what your lane of comedy is, and then you kind of steer yourself that way. And, uh, you know, it, it really shows uh, in a lot of the people that work at the club, we all pretty much have the same sense of comedy. I mean, that's true. Yeah. Everyone has their favorites, favorites for sure. But I, you know, when we were originally making these lists, I put Eric Andre as 10 
like the first one on my list because the reason why is because I worked most of his shows as you did yeah. when he was here, and so I saw the special like three times before I actually saw the special. And there were some things that weren't in there, like he had a ranch chugging contest yeah. at the end and stuff. <laughs> But uh, for the most part, it was the whole thing. And so I put it on there because I like it, but I also had seen it like a million times. So you know, it kind of was wasn't. really funny about his special for me. So I worked the front of the stage for his special. And so a lot of people that don't understand how that works is in the, in the comedy special cycle, a uh, comedian will come up with an, an hour. They'll go to clubs usually. They'll work it out at clubs, find what jokes hit, which ones don't, adjust the material, um, and then they'll go on to usually do like a theater tour and then they'll hit their special at one of their theater stops. And so for him, he was there working out his material. And, uh, at the end of his special, he does the mangina. And <laughs> so, uh, it made me laugh because at our club, he did the mangina at the end of every show. Uh, what is the mangina? Can you uh, explain that? We might that have is, listeners that don't know that. that There's is a where guy he, in Belgium. <laughs> that's where he's tucking his cock and balls between his legs and pinching them be- between his thighs. <laughs> Mangina. Um, the mangina and so he does it but in the comedy special that's where it ends it pans out you see the crowd cheering and laughing and ha 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 what it doesn't show is on my perspective where i have to watch him come waddling off the stage with his pants around his ankles <laughs> and see his balls about four times five times because i had to follow him back to the green room to make sure that people didn't mess with him you know on the way out and you know typical comedy scene fashion <laughs> and uh, and you know we didn't know that was going to happen but that you know you're you were a newer employee around then so yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> what you that's what you get dude that was <laughs> that was my initiation is seeing his balls five times yeah it's funny how many dudes that you get to see their balls <laughs> yeah it's kind of weird but you know i mean that on that's stage what sells on tickets. stage on stage i mean yeah on stage <laughs> only on stage <laughs> I couldn't believe um, – so at the very end, and this did it doesn't make it into the Netflix special, uh, at the very end, they chug ranch. Oh, God. That was so terrible. And so he he brought people up out of the crowd and gave them a whole bottle of Hidden Valley, and, and then they have a contest who can get it down the fastest. And Scott's job at that time, at that point, was because he was on the side of the stage, is to have a puke bucket for them. Oh, yeah. And luckily, I will say this, luckily, we didn't have to use it once. No one puked. No one puked, which, beyond me, I would have thrown up immediately. I There's no way I could have done that. Oh, I'm a sympathetic puker also. Yeah, there's like, no you way. You throw up, I'm throwing up. But also, I think throwing up is super funny. Oh, I would have been <laughs> laughing and spraying puke on people everywhere. I have a buddy that throws up, like, all the time. Like, just, like, he'll, like... We, w- we were going to a concert and, and we left and he's like, when I got there to pick him up at his house um, before we were leaving, he's like, hey, you want an egg salad sandwich? <laughs> like, is what I made one. <laughs> and then he ate it. He drank like a couple beers and then I was driving. We drove down there. He got out of the car and he puked like 10 gallons of egg salad on the road. <laughs> Dude. The, but I, I'm just laughing at him. People are walking by. It's fucking funny. <laughs> anyway, it's hilarious when people puke. No one puked. One girl did chug the fucking ranch down faster than I've ever seen. Like a champ. Like, like she licked practiced. her lips, dude. Like Ugh. she loved it, dude. It was so, so nasty. Ugh. I, <laughs> yeah, I still shudder thinking about it. That's nightmare fuel right there, dude. That's absolute nightmare fuel. But, well, yeah, that, that didn't make it in the special. But what we didn't – so in the special, 
he brings that those old people out, those actors, and they're making out and like yes, <laughs> yes, they're like naked and shit. Yes, uh, he didn't do that at the club. <laughs> uh, yeah, that did not happen. Which would have been hilarious if it would have, but no, it definitely didn't happen at the club. So that was new, <laughs> and that's why you watch them because there are things that get thrown in there sometimes that are a little bit different. And that really completes my list would be the Eric Andre. And then I, I have one other question is, uh, that I wrote down. I don't think I told you this one yet, Scott. So you'll have to come off the top of your head. Uh, who doesn't have a special that you would like to see have a special? Um, so who doesn't have, and it could be on Netflix or anything. Uh, if they have a special on something else, like I just want to go back to this is just Netflix. We'll do the other streaming services. Yeah. So there might be guys that have specials that we haven't looked at yet, but they have them on a different streaming service. So I would have to say I'm I'm a huge fan of crowd work. I love when a comedian interacts oh, yeah. with the crowd and, and can get back, them involved. Dude. Yeah, a, that'd be a good one. Uh, <laughs> Big J Okerson. I know oh, he's yeah. he's got like a spot on the Degenerates. Um, it was it season two, maybe. Yeah, that's another show on Netflix. If you don't know, that's like the stand-ups that I talked about with Joe List, where it's a bunch of, uh, it's a different comedian each show, and it's like a series, and they do like a half hour. Yeah, and Big they do about J a half is hour. on that. He's on that, but I think that guy needs a full hour. I mean, that he's, he, I don't know if he has specials on other platforms. I haven't done the research uh, because we're gonna do that later. But <laughs> for sure, uh, he doesn't have one on Netflix, and he needs one because he is one of the best crowd work comedians. That that's in he just goes up there right and now. sits down, man, and yeah, just, and just tells stories. Yeah, and he talks. has a way of of finding the people in the crowd that are going to lead him to the jokes. And that's the thing with crowd work is you already have your jokes kind of in mind. Um, you just need to get there. And so he always has a way of picking the right people to lead him down that path. And you can tell that you know he's he's done it forever, and he's a huge staple in the New York comedy scene. And yeah, he's one that definitely needs something on Netflix because he's funny as hell. Mine would be uh, Bobby Lee. He's a he has a Tiger Belly podcast. Obviously, if you don't know who he is, he's been in Mad TV, all kinds of movies. Um, he was recently at the, at the club uh, right before we had to close down, and that's the first time he'd been here. He always something always came up, TV show or filming or something, and he had to cancel. So he'd been scheduled for a long time, but just kept having to cancel with con conflicts going on. You know. If, you got a movie you got to do that movie you know yeah and he finally came and, and it was awesome and well i like that he said too you know one of the things he said is that he is upset that he canceled so many times and that he'll never cancel on us again he loved the club right you know hearing that from people is is something that uh really uh solidifies what we do and and that our club is one of the better clubs in the country yeah it's hard to find anyone that would talk bad you know any big time comic that's going to talk bad about the club or yeah know, people that work there it's it's one of their favorite places usually he did bobby lee you know and i don't know if he's been because he does tv or i think i've heard him say on his podcast he's not confident in doing a a, a, a special but i mean i don't know why it, that would be you know but it's whatever he was hilarious when he was there something he did off stage i was leaving one night um it was before he was going on, and it was second show before he went on, and he was out in the hallway uh, at the at the bar maybe, uh, just kind of hanging out before the show. And uh, some dude came out of the bathroom, and uh, 
I was just walking by leaving and I went, <laughs> this guy was fanboying him real hard. Like, like we said, you know, this is this guy's like best moment of his life or one of the best moments of his life. He's going, he's meeting Bobby Lee, sees Bobby Lee coming out of the bathroom and he's seen him in TV and movies and mad TV or whatever, listen to his podcast. And he's, he's just like, I love you, man. And like, just fanboying so hard and Bobby <laughs> he looks him right in the face and goes, all right, man. So like, what, you want to do karate at my hotel later or something? <laughs> <laughs> and I did a I just fucking died laughing. Dude, That's this dude. awesome. And this poor guy, dude, he melt. He knew that Bobby Lee was fucking with him. So he's just like fucking super sad. <laughs> <laughs> my hero just made Which- fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean. Bobby Lee's a super nice dude. He's not really trying to be a dick to that guy. He's just being funny. No, dude. he's just throwing out a quirky little joke. <laughs> I, what, what, uh, he mentioned it somewhere in one of his podcasts or something, but what got me with him is uh, so at the end of the shows, uh, usually the second show it happens more so. But, you know, sometimes comedians will come out and they'll do pictures with people as they're leaving. You know, they don't always do it, but sometimes they do. Right. And he was doing them kind of in the bar area, and I can't. I can't even tell you how many people came up to him and wanted them to sign their Ridge wallets. He, he, they wanted oh, really? him to sign their Ridge wallets. No so way. I got to look into that because I don't know what it is with the Ridge wallet thing. But there were bunches. I mean, probably six, seven people in a row that had a Ridge wallet. They were like, hey, can you sign this? And he laughed about it and he signed it. But there, there's something to it. And I'm not sure what it is. I don't it's got to be from an older episode of Tiger Belly or something. Yeah, we'll have to look that up. That is very interesting. Yeah, when you said about what the guy, is a Ridge wallet, by the way, it's just like the credit card wallet. Is yeah, that what it is? Yeah, it's just a little credit card. Right, wallets. right. Uh, uh, don't hold any cash. Or I mean, you can put like a little strap on the back to hold cash. But yeah, in fact, I've got one. You know? Oh, you do? Yeah. Did you have him a, sign it? No, I didn't. <laughs> well, mine's not a real one though. Mine's one of the knockoffs from Amazon. But <laughs> I'm not oh. paying one hundred and forty dollars for a wallet. Oh, what's yeah. yours called? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't have a name on it. Oh. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like the same material. There's like a little carbon fiber metal wallet thing. I don't know. Yeah, it's like a money clip, dude. Yeah, it's pretty much what it is. A money clip that holds cards. Huh, who would have thought they reinvented the money clip? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, everybody he wanted everybody wanted him to sign their wallet. So I got to look into that and see what that's all about. It's got to be something in there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to check that out. Uh, I mean, that's all I have for shows on Netflix or specials on Netflix we should check out. Um, yeah, that, that's where I'm at right now. Uh, I think Big J needs something, and then obviously we'll we'll post our lists online, uh, Facebook, Twitter, something like that. We'll get a list going, and then uh, if you guys have suggestions, you can leave comments on ones that you really like, uh, and we can go from there. Give us stuff to watch if we haven't seen it yet. Yeah, you gave me uh, one to watch. I already forgot the fucking name. I wrote it down. <laughs> Greg Davies. Yeah, Greg Davies right there. Yeah. I'm and I, I've seen one. I've seen the Taylor Tomlinson one on there. I've started it, but I've never finished it. So I'm going to have to sit down and actually oh, yeah, you push through the whole definitely thing. Definitely check that one out. It's it's super good. Yeah. Do you have anything else? Um, I don't think so. All right. It's time to go check my fantasy football team here. Fucking oh, yeah. See how bad I'm getting. And, you know, guys, I'm really going to try and clean up my language. Like I said, I'm aware. Fucking this, fucking that. I want my kids to listen to this someday. Oh, <laughs> they'll be aware. <laughs> um, yeah, and before we go out, I just want to, uh, you know, bring the mood down a little bit and depress everybody. But uh, no, this is an important message. It's it's, imp- it's an important message. So a few days ago, I had a friend who uh, was going through some tough times, 
and ultimately decided to end his life. And so uh, if you have any problems, if you need somebody to talk to and you know Davis or I personally, just reach out. Uh, you know, if we're available, just give us a call. If you don't want to talk to us, uh, there's lots of help out there. Uh, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, uh, they're there for that kind of thing. If you're having those kind of ideations, if you're feeling some type of way and you need to talk to somebody, uh, they have the resources to, to kind of get you going in the right direction. Um, it's 24-7, free confidential support. Uh, if you're in distress, they're there for pre prevention and crisis resources um, for you or your loved ones. So if you know somebody who's done it and you need help and uh, you don't know where to turn, those are the guys that can help you out. So their phone number is 1-800-273-8255. And uh, like I said, if you need anything, reach out. If you can't reach out to somebody that you know because you just don't feel comfortable, reach out to them. You know, use those resources. And, uh, yeah, let's bring some more awareness to it. Yeah, and just like, I mean, if you feel like someone's struggling or anything or just really just, you know, during this quarantine, I know I've been inside most of the time. And at times I feel like I'm going crazy. I mean, just call somebody, you know, reach out to yeah. your friends, check on your friends, you know, just say what's up to people. If you've noticed someone's struggling, reach out to them. Um, I mean, that's all. Yeah, definitely. So on that, uh, we'll bring it back up and uh, tell you guys that we'll see you next time. Shout out to Timber Creek for the uh, free pizza tonight for the show. <laughs> that was delicious. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Uh, oh, do you want to give the email address, or did you already do that? Uh, no, let me give you the email. It's uh, doorguyspod at yahoo.com. Uh, you can find us on social media, on Twitter or Facebook, at the same. All right. Later on, guys. Later.